Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me on my podcast, where I release two new episodes every single week. Mondays, you can expect to hear from me overcoming a personal obstacle or challenge or an aha moment. And on Wednesdays, I love interviewing others who have overcome obstacles, leveraged adversity, and share their stories with you to inspire and motivate you to keep going and know that no matter what, it's all about your mind over matter. The fact that you ended up on my podcast means you are on your own self-development journey. I want to offer you, if you are ready to level up and take it a step further and deep dive to figure out how to get yourself unstuck or overcome your own obstacles, or you just need some guidance and new perspective, I offer one-on-one coaching. Please visit my website directly at heatherhakes.com, fill out the form, and let's hop on a call. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 207. Have you ever found yourself in a state of overwhelm or overanalyzing and wanting to start something new or wanting to tackle a big task and you just you don't even know where to begin so you end up procrastinating or avoiding or you just never get started. Today's episode is definitely for you because we cover everything from getting out of your own way to just saying yes. Make sure you listen all the way to the end. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Sam Pogue. Sam, welcome. Thank you so much for uh, having me on. I'm super pumped to be here. Give the listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? Uh, I'm actually kind of a local, just like you. I'm in Boulder, Colorado. I am the VP of brand at a company called True Coach. We are a fitness technology company that builds software for personal trainers to deliver custom individual programming. I'm also an educator and a sports performance coach as well. Uh, and I have a podcast called the Fitness Break Room Podcast. And uh, I just got here to Boulder in uh, February of 2019. Spent the last four years in Austin, Texas, where I worked for a company called On It, uh, which is ran by Aubrey Marcus and, and Joe Rogan. And before that, I was in Portland, Oregon as a per, uh, personal trainer for the last 10 years. Yeah, you have quite the backstory. I love it. So what, I mean, leaving, and I've only heard a little bit about On It, but obviously I would imagine everybody knows Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. How do you go from that? I would think that's an amazing scene to be a part of, to leave that and come to Boulder. I don't know, was it to start your own or to join this company or how'd you get here? Yeah. So I was at a mastermind uh, three years ago, the Barbell Shrugged Mastermind, which is a big fitness podcast led by Mike Bledsoe and Doug Larson. Happened to meet my my now CEO, Casey Jenks, at this mastermind. And in October of 2018, he gave me a call and said, hey, we're looking for this. Uh, and he hit all the buttons that it would have taken for me to leave. And they made me an offer and created an opportunity that I couldn't refuse. And, uh, you know, my time, I spent four years at Onnit. I was the very first member of the Onnit gym when it opened up in 2014, came on board to work there five months later, oversaw partnerships, ran their education team, and then coached a bunch of athletes. So I, I had an amazing experience there. I owe so much to Onnit and the entire culture that's there. But I'm also very blessed to have them as my family and now getting to transcend and go on and, and show what, you know, on it can do for people and to go grow as well. Yes. And something you shared with me previously that I really want to deep dive is getting out of your own way. Yeah. Um, actually, Dave Hollis, he's publishing a book all about that in uh, 2020. But I know what it's like to be in my own way. I believe all of us get stuck in 
limiting beliefs and, and the fear and the doubt and getting in our way. So what does that mean for you to get out of your own way? And, and what is your backstory and experience with that? You know, it's really interesting to look at this because I was just reminded, you know, a, a great topic that we're talking about today is, is a telephobia and the fear of getting your own, out of your own way. And I was speaking at a mastermind over the weekend with Mark Fisher and the Unicorn Society. And uh, a lot of people have this. And I, it's something that it's hard for me to be empathetic around sometimes because it, I haven't really had it. And I grew up in Kelso, Washington, which is a small town at the base of Mount St. Helens with you know, my parents who um, they had fertility problems prior and adopted me and, and you know, I was born Korean um, and not that I'm not now, uh, but I grew up in a very uh, you know, Caucasian town. And so when you're the only one, you know, you're kind of forced to always be different. And my mom was a youth minister, my dad worked at a paper mill and you know, it was just this, and while they're both introverted humans that don't enjoy being in the spotlight, they empowered me with this confidence as a young child that there wasn't anything I couldn't do. And I think that just transferred with me as I got older. Uh, and you mentioned it when we had our first interview around this confidence that my voice has. And I wish there was a way for me to say that, it, you know, you just do it because it's not that simple. And I wish, I wish it was. But the way I look at this confidence is I've been able to get out of my own way because while I am a reactive human, I'm not necessarily a big time planner list person. That I think has helped get me out of this idea that there has to be this expectation or things have to be done a certain way. I usually choose to just say yes to opportunities to see where it takes me. And this job may not be the thing or this person may not be the thing or whatever it is, but you know what? I might learn something through that experience and it may not lead me to the path I think that I need to be on, but it's going to teach me perspective and perspective only comes at a cost of time, energy, money, or pain. And the more things you go through, the more things you're able to experience and the more things you're able to, you know, make adjustments because you've already seen that situation play out. And I think for me, that's always just kind of been my thing, whether it's a job or trying a new sport or trying a new hobby, just like, why not? Why not try it? Well, so you brought up the whole saying yes. And I'm curious to know, is that, are you following intuitive nudges? Are you, because a lot of times when you're asked to do something, whether it's a business opportunity personal romance, whatever, if I don't want people to think, Oh, I should just say yes to everything. When you have that gut feeling, you should be saying no. Do you know what I mean? Totally. I think that a lot of people probably don't say yes enough to that gut feeling though. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I really, really regret not studying abroad in college because the life you live as a 22 year old living in France, the life I want to live at 22 in France is not the life I want to live at 33 in France. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not chasing parties till one in the morning, four in the morning. Right. But, you know, so it's and while I don't want that life now, that's an experience I didn't get to have. And so I think that a lot of people just don't like, oh, there's all the reasons to not do something. But why don't we look at the reasons to do something? Right. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Right. Because at yeah. least then if you choose to do it, you're kind of going into it with the confidence that you're choosing to do it. And you're in control of that destiny. I think where people maybe get uh, they don't put the, the right foot forward is when they go into it you know, that maybe they jump into it a little hesitant and they just, they don't go into it all in, right? Like when you left corporate America to come into doing your own thing, like there was no half-assing it. There is no like, okay, I kind of want to work on the podcast. I kind of want to write a book. I kind of want to write some articles. There is either, no, either I'm getting all this done or I ain't eating. I've got to go back to that life. So for you, it was like, that was kind of all there is. And to, to be honest, let's say this doesn't, let's say this isn't your future and that's okay. Right. I hope not. I hope this serves you forever. 
But the life lessons, who you are, Heather, now today, how much different is that than the one that left corporate America? For sure. And I actually just talked about this kind of stuff on um, a podcast I did all about consistency, because if you half-ass anything, you're going to get half-ass results. Yeah. And what I love that you brought up, and it's a question I asked myself before I quit corporate, was what's the worst that could happen? And my worst case scenario was I have to get another job. Is that so bad? No, it's not ideal, but that helped me take the leap. So Totally. Because at the end of the day, we're never going to put ourselves in harm, right? We can all look back on the lives like, I can't believe I had that hairstyle or I wore that skirt or those jeans or whatever that was. The skirt was an exact example of me, by the way. Um, I know. You got to look good. And uh, it's like a friend of mine, Jill Coleman, said on a, on a quote one day, she's like, don't regret the decisions that you made because at the time, that was the best decision you knew how to make for yourself. Yeah. And we're not, you know, you're not going to jump in front of a car, right? Most likely. And so for you, it's like, we're going to make decisions that we think are at least going to help us. So whether it, yeah, it might be scary, but like, you know, you're going to have some calculation towards it, right? Like you're not going to do most likely if you're someone that doesn't say yes to everything, you're not going to just do something so extreme that you don't even think about it going forward. So just trust like, okay, if you got that little itch, like venture in, put a toe in, right? Like Malcolm Gladwell says it, just a little bit of action leads to more action. Or maybe it was Seth Godin. Anyway, one of them, but like, just do one step. And maybe it's not the thing, right? Like my childhood dream job was to work with major league baseball players. And I graduated college in 2008 and I was forced to kind of go into the fitness industry when I went to school for entrepreneurship and studying startups and somehow being a personal trainer, moving to Austin, Texas from the Northwest led me down this route to end up training some of the best athletes in the world. And and most notably like Jake Arrieta from the Philadelphia Phillies. And before I moved to Boulder, I was sitting in the Phillies clubhouse, hanging out with all the guys. And I realized, holy crap, getting to do this today is way cooler than even if I worked for the team. Because if I worked for the team, yeah, I'd be here in this moment, but we wouldn't be leaving to go deep sea fishing afterwards or go ride jet skis later or go hang out. You know what I mean? So that life, I realized like, holy crap, by the age of 32, just kind of saying yes and trying new things and like moving to Austin for the hell of it led me to like, holy crap, I compete. I beat the crap out of my childhood dream job. And so that's why I'm so passionate about just say yes, just go for it because who knows? And maybe you learned something along the way that changed your life and who knows where you're end up now. Yeah. I literally got chills on that last part. And what I want to bring up and that is you had a vision, you had a goal to work with MLB, Major League Baseball. You didn't know how it would play out, but by saying yes and going down all these routes, it was it better than you could have expected? Ten times. Ten times. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, maybe I'm in the office, like, doing social media, doing marketing for them, right? And that would be cool. But, like, having these, like, Jake is one of my best friends is way cooler. And and getting to be inside of this world and watch how that world's opened up to have other players hit me up, other sports athletes hit me up and like, wow, this is a world. And, you know, and I hate to I don't want to make it sound braggy because, you know, to be honest, like I did have to work hard to get here. But I love when like one of my buddies from back home is like, dude, it's so cool to watch you get to live this dream out because none of us got to do it. And it's really inspiring that we get to watch you do it because you deserve it. And so for me, like it gave me the confidence to feel comfortable talking about it because it's hard. You don't want to be like, oh, I get to do this because it can't have that tone. But I want it to have this tone of like, no, I get to do this incredibly amazing thing. But it came from all these other experiences that I didn't see coming in my life. Well, and if you shine a 
as a light, more of an, I don't know how I feel about the term, but a humble brag that you kept following the nudge, you kept saying yes. And so if you shine that light on, hey, whoever you are in your particular area of life right now, if you say yes and you're following the nudges, you can have all of this too. Yeah, yeah. In your own form. I mean, that's what you're teaching people, right? So maybe they go through your 12-week course and maybe they, maybe they try a podcast for a little bit or they try to leave corporate America and maybe it's not their thing, but maybe they developed a skill along this or they interacted with a new human or found a new community that became the catalyst that was the spark that changed them, that now gave them the fulfillment that they were searching for that was missing from other parts in their life. So it wasn't the podcast that was the fulfilling piece of it. It was the journey that that podcast led them to. Totally agree. And that's what I've gotten. I've tried to get so much better about literally focusing on the process and enjoying the process and letting go of that, that destination. Cause even when I trained for my marathon earlier this year, it was literally the person I became over those five months, the strength I built emotionally, physically, mentally, everything. It wasn't just about running a marathon. It was so much mm-hmm. deeper than that for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. a process. And that's fitness, right? Yeah. That's everybody's fitness. And it's like not about calories. It's not about going to F45 or running a marathon. Like if you want those things further, great. But it's that journey within yourself that you discovered where you really wanted to go. And maybe it's becoming unstoppable or gaining the confidence, whatever it leads to other healthy habits. So then question for you, because actually before we started this podcast interview today, I just, I wasn't in the right headspace. Talk about getting out of your own way. I was, I was in my own way. I'm, I'm feeling some, some heavyweight mental space and some different areas of life. And we came on, we're chatting and you helped me, you got me like back into the present moment with a very simple meditative breathing exercise. So maybe could you touch on that a little bit? If somebody is feeling overwhelmed or, or, you know, they're kind of stuck in that fear of the doubt, the anxiety of they're in their own way, how do they get out of it? In your head's a dangerous spot. You know, we, we have all the reasons to, to look at why we can't be successful or the reasons that we shouldn't do something and past experiences or failures have overcome the positive experiences that we've had. And we kind of dwell on those. And when those start overtaking our mind and we start becoming overwhelmed with, I got to do this. I should be doing the laundry. I got to jump on this podcast. That last call didn't go as well as I wanted. The kids are being little assholes, whatever that is. Life is never not going to be that. And we can't, we have to stop expecting it to not do that to us. And the way that meditation, it really, you know, and don't call it, if you're not into meditation and the woo-woo thing, don't call it that. If you, if If you have a relationship with a religion, you can call it prayer. I don't really care. What I really want you to focus on is focusing on finding your present moment and not worrying about what else is out there. And that sounds so easy. And so I want you to start off by just taking a big, deep breath through your nose for about four seconds, holding that breath for four seconds, exhaling through your mouth for four seconds, holding that exhale for four seconds, just getting your sympathetic nervous system to come down, getting that heart rate to come down. When thoughts come into your head, think about it like traffic passing in front of you. Acknowledge that the thought came in and let it go. When you wonder like, oh, did I let the trap take the trash out? Okay, I thought about it, let it go. When I wonder if I have put the kids' lunches together right, you know, put it in, let it go. Whatever that might look like. And just focus on counting your breaths and do 10 of those breaths. And at the end, see how you feel. And it does take practice. It is a practice. But hopefully, y'all can take a second to acknowledge it. Like, okay, let me just ground myself for a second right now. And that let me find out where I'm at today and I can start tackling things one at a time and hopefully, you know, find yourself. 
The term you just used, you're right. If meditation weirds people out, grounding, that was so powerful. So just sit in, and it is that silence and the focusing on the breath. And that could take one to two minutes. If you're in that frenzy, that frenzy, I call it monkey mind. If you're, if you want to clear the chaos, ground yourself for one to two minutes. That's it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We did that quick practice and I, I did, I, oh, I had a huge exhale and I just felt present. Yeah. And it was fun to watch your expression because you had your eyes closed and to watch like, oh, the shoulders went down. You started smiling. You're like, okay, I know this game. I realize what's going on. And, and I think that's proof. Like, and I hope people see that and understand that even someone like Heather, who's on this journey for herself to better and share her journey with others, that it's not perfect. She's not perfect at it. And she still needs reminded. I still need reminded and I'm on this journey and that's it. It's all a journey. So wherever you're at in this journey, wherever you're at in your space, understand that everybody else is in the same spot. You're not going to be perfect at it. We're all working to get better. Well, and I believe every day we're here is just another opportunity for learning and experiencing and growing. And, and the day we stop is probably the day we, we pass on whatever that means to you. So yeah, none of us are, we're all on our own journey. It's whether or not we're sharing it. Yeah. Yeah. So then question for you, what is one key takeaway you want listeners to get from this conversation? I hope that every listener, when they get done listening to this, think about that little voice in their head that's been urging them to do something and take one small step towards doing it. I'm not saying go all out. I'm not saying quit your job and start an internet marketing business. But if you've been having a thought like, oh, maybe I want to start a blog, set aside 10 minutes a day for two weeks and write for 10 minutes and see what you'd even write about. And just see if that's a thing that you even like doing. Because maybe the thought of a blog sounds awesome, but it's not what you want. Just give yourself a chance to try and if you like it for a while, keep going. But I think just the starting it is so powerful for people and to know it's okay and that it doesn't have to be your thing forever, but just start. Yeah. Well, and I know a lot of people who work in the nine to five that absolutely hate it and you know, they're going through life's motions. I get it. I've been there. And my message is not, hey, everybody up and quit your nine to five because without the right headspace there, the gratitude for what you already have, you'll, you'll never stop chasing happiness. But there are plenty of people that are, can get to a point they're satisfied in their nine to five, but they have that side passion, I call it a passion project, that fuels them. And so it's, it's, if that works for you, keep the nine to five and the paycheck and the camaraderie, whatever you have at work, but then you can have that thing you do nights and weekends that just fills you up. You can have both. Yep, totally. And I think going into that side hustle thing, like, you know, understanding like, do you, what do you want it to be? Do you want it to be your side hustle? Do you do it just for fun because you love it? Do you do it because you hope it's going to be a retirement plan? Do you hope it's going to be your ability to quit your day job, right? Understanding what you really want from it is something that is a later conversation, but something to think on during that journaling process. Like, okay, if I did go do this, what would I like it to be? And it's okay for that to change, but having a realistic understanding about what you want is super important. Yeah. And that way you can go into the thing with the right expectations because it's the expectations when we talk about a telephobia and fear of, of, you know, getting out of our own way and success is that we go into it thinking like, oh, this is going to be the game changer for me. And then when it's harder or it's not what we thought it was, F it, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Instead of going into it like, no, I'm going to venture into this for a minute. I'm just going to try this for six months. Let's see how it goes. And if it's something I want to continue, great. And if it turns into something like we all expect to be the internet star now right? Internet fame, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, not necessarily Facebook anymore, but is, I mean, that's the new lottery ticket. 
everybody thinks that like, oh, I tried this new internet side hustle and now I'm all of a sudden I might be famous and win the lottery, blah, blah, blah. And it's, I mean, as you can probably attest, like, yeah, it doesn't just happen overnight. Just <laughs> wait a minute. You're saying, <laughs> well, shit. I know. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. <laughs> or have you seen, I love this diagram because it is so freaking true for an entrepreneur, especially a solopreneur. But the graph is like a, a direct upward line. We think that's what entrepreneur is. And in reality, it's this disastrous, messy, spiraled ups and downs. And ugh, it, yeah. that's just how it is. It's like you think that like working for yourself means you can be at happy hour with the girls at 4 p.m. every Tuesday. And like you're like, I'm an entrepreneur. I haven't been to happy hour in like four years. At least as a nine to fiver, I got to do it once a week. Yeah. You know, just because the life is so different. Well, and like yesterday, I, I had the opportunity, you know, an afternoon stroll with a friend and cool. I went and did that. But then I also came home last night and I worked in podcasting, whatever, till I think it was like 9 p.m. So that's just, there is no nine to five. There is no nine to five. There's like a 24 seven. Yeah. But that's why you got to love it. Yeah. yeah. Sam, I would love to wrap up this interview. I have a couple questions for you. The first, the first one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? People will remember what you said, or people will forget what you said, and people will forget what you did, but they will not forget the way you made them feel. And that's a Maya Angelou quote, yes. right? Like, you're, yeah, your words, yeah, your things, but like, how'd you make that person feel? And that's what's so important when you connect with people. That's such a good one. Second question for you, what is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Ooh, currently I'm reading The Circadian Code, which is all about your circadian rhythm and understanding your sleep. Um, I'm also in the process of reading Atlas Shrugged as a novel. And then I'm also reading The Five Choices, which is a project management and time management book. So how do you balance all of that? Um, I don't have another life outside of my productivity schedule. So like, I mean, I, I wake up at four, you know, I work till nine or 10, come in the office, you know, and then I'm, I try to read like four books a month. I'm, I don't know. I'm just in a productivity hack of my life right now, like trying to get as much as I can done in as little time as possible. So feeling myself with good stuff all the time is super important to me when I drive. I don't listen to music. So when I drive, when I walk to work, when I'm walking around in the house, I listen to an audiobook. I read a book on the airplane. I fly a lot. So it just gives me time. I have time to do it. Um, so yeah, that's it. Nice. Wait, so I'm not alone. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. I never would have expected this, but my nights and weekends and I, I don't even have FOMO anymore. I really don't go out. It's just not my scene. I'm the nerd. If it's not a Hallmark movie, I'm reading a book and I'm just yep. so fine with it. I'm okay with it too. Right. Yeah. Friday night. I'm like, I'm kind of cool sitting on my couch, reading a book and chilling out or doing some work. Like I'm not searching for Like I like to go have a glass of wine and a nice meal, but like, is that experience with that person? going to be, it's got to be something I want to go do. Right. And it's with someone I want to spend that time with because that's more than what I can get done or the thing that is my priority right now. For sure. Okay. Final question for you. What advice would you give your younger self? Man. Uh, the big one for me, man, it was, God, there's so much. Um, the advice I'd give to my younger self get your ego checked as early as possible. That was a powerful one for me. Um, you know, growing up as a kid, as you know, my grandpa was on city council. My mom was a youth minister. I was reading in church at like eight. And so I've always been in the front of the room 
And when you're in youth minute, your mom's a youth minister, you got to talk to grandma, and grandpa, you got to be able to talk to kids, you got to talk to adults. So I've always had this air of confidence. Well, when you have confidence early, it's just building up time for it to get crunched. And for me, it's okay. And I think, and I think that's such a lesson, like go do something that challenges you so much that you're bad at it or that you have to go have a beginner's mindset again because you weren't good at it or you have to step into a new realm and getting challenged and having to not be the best in the room at something is a really powerful experience. And it's something that teaches you a lot of skills beyond the actual task that you're doing. So, and for you getting your ego checked, that was more kind of that arrogant cockiness. Yeah. For me, like coming out of school, like my goal in in undergrad was to work in every industry. I worked in manufacturing. I made the little paper towel tubes between paper towels and toilet paper. I worked, I did sports marketing for three years. I did nonprofits, uh, retail. I worked at J crew and Abercrombie. I worked at a restaurant. Like I wanted to work in every industry. Mm. So when I got out, I had all this job experience and then I graduated college in 2008 and there were no jobs and I had to go sell memberships at 24 hour fitness then I finally got my first big kid job at an action sports company, got fired for not being bro enough, came back, became a personal trainer, thought that was cool for a minute, tried to get out, went to go work uh, at a technology recruiting agency. I was doing 120 cold calls a day, but I was also, it was a commission only job. So I trained a client every morning from six to 7am, went to work from eight to five, trained at seven and an 8pm. I was on the board of two nonprofits. I played and ran a semi-pro baseball team and I was unhappy. And this is a topic that we had before. My buddy and I went to dinner and he says, what's the highlight of your day? And I didn't have one. So I said, F it, let's move to Austin, Texas. I wanted to move away from Portland, Oregon. So here we go. Moved away, you know, started working on it, you know, and it was just every, like, just jumping into things. Like, I don't know, let's just go. And I'm not going to be good at it. And I think that like, and meeting people along the way, it's like, no, you're not as good as you think you are at this. Let's, let's, you're not bad, but like having that guide in my relationship to, Hey, you're good, but if you really like, you're, you're good here. If you want to be here, this is what needs to happen. And for me, like finding someone that I really trusted that helped get me past that. Because if you're only in your own way, you'll never go get searched for the things you're not good at. When you only do the things you're good at, you, you have all these blind spots. Were you a bit of a know-it-all? Absolutely. What? Right. Okay, you, know, so <laughs> you were able to step back from Mr. I know everything to being more humble and yeah. accepting humility and, and being able to be mentored. Totally. Totally. Okay, that's huge. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Because otherwise, like I, you know, I have this confidence that I just run with. So and like until someone like knocks me down with it, I'm gonna keep going until someone says stop. And for me, you know, you just had to find the right door that didn't move. And all of a sudden, oh, shit, okay, I need to pay attention. What am I not good at? What am I not getting out of this? Okay, now I need to learn again. And I think and that, that yeah. but for so, to this conversation, so many people aren't running through doors that they're, they never really get to have that opportunity. They feel like everything is that challenge. But, like, there's plenty of doors that are, doors that are within your power to open, right? Go through that door. See what's next, right? Start that. See what happens. Okay, that one opened up. Okay, let's try this. Let's try this. Oh, shit, okay, that one's not working. What skills don't I have? right? Like if you didn't come from an internet marketing background before this, holy shit, did you have to learn a whole new set of skills to do this venture, right? Like, oh, I got to set up an email list. I got to build a website. I got to build an ebook. I got to write a book. I got to start a podcast. Like there are so many skills that you had to develop through this process just in this venture that it's like, wow. Okay. Like that's, that's what I mean by an ego check too, is just also doing things that you just have no idea how to do them and being willing to go, okay, here we go. 
let's try and take it one step at a time. That reminds me, actually, I came across, I'm a big quote girl. I love quotes. I live by quotes, always have. But there was something recently, be okay with not being good at something. Absolutely. That it's okay to be a beginner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And ask for help when you need it. Yeah. Because we've all been there. Someone else has been there. I think that's a great note to end on. Sam, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your insight. Uh, Happy to be here. Such a pleasure. Guys, have yourselves a great day. And hopefully this was awesome uh, time spent for you. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. To connect with me even further, follow me on Instagram at heather.hakes. You can find me on YouTube to get even more information and video content. And my website, heatherhakes.com. I'll catch you on the next episode.